I love the Christmas season. I'm a big fan of all the things that make up Christmas. The lights, the music, the events, the food. Well, maybe not fruitcake, but the, most of the food. Uh, for some of you that know me, I'm a guy who likes to have nothing touch on my plate. If they would have in adulthood kept the divided plate, I would have been a really happy man. Um, so fruitcake has one too many colors and one too many things touching it. So some of you love the fruitcake, more power to you. I, I know that things are different. You know, we can't have those large parties that we maybe have enjoyed in the past, but we can still focus on the joy and peace that's found at Christmas. Steve did a great job last week. I look forward to having him share again in the future. We have a really talented church here, and I love the opportunity that we get to, to watch others step into what God's called them to do. I, I want to thank many of you who, who came to our congregational meeting on Wednesday. We're actually going to have more congregational meetings in the future as we discern together what God is calling us to do as a church. It would be really easy for us to make decisions void of praying and discerning. We could go along and have all kinds of great ideas done by others or myself and still not do what God is calling us to as a church. So, together, we need to pray. We're actually going to go old school and have some midweek prayer meetings. Some of you remember those when you used to go to church on Wednesday and Sunday morning and Sunday night and even New Year's Eve you would celebrate at the church. Today, Harry and Gertie lit the, the candle of, of peace. The, the, the peace of God actually allows us to look at others through the uh, eyes of heaven and help guide the world to see that God's here and that God's actually coming back. Peace from God, biblical peace, allows us to trust in God's promises through restful and a tranquil faith, despite the dark and scary world around us. Let me actually say that again. Peace from God, biblical peace allows us to trust in God's promises as we live this life with a restful, a tranquil, even though the world around us is dark and scary. Maybe you're like me, you've started to listen to the Christmas music on the radio. In the familiar carol, All Holy Night, start singing it in your mind, there's a powerful line that says this, Truly, he taught us, truly Jesus taught us to love one another. His law, his rule, is love, and his gospel is peace. The proclamation is peace. I love to think of the gospel this way. God's will, which is to reconcile us back to himself. God's way, which is found in the sending of Jesus. And God's work, the Holy Spirit, always involves peace. 
If you have your Bibles, turn to this familiar story, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It'll be on the screen behind me. If you don't have your Bibles, if you want to follow along, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. These are familiar words, words that we just kind of glaze over each year because we've heard them so often. Verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. They were keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then verse 13, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. You see, the interesting piece is that Jesus brought about peace in the, in the most unexpected ways when he arrived. The Jews, the religious leaders at that time, were hoping that Jesus would start a rebellion. Kind of like how we bring about peace today in the world. If I'm a strong country and I go and I'm all about peace, it's going to cost people. See, Jesus was the savior of the world and the, the religious leaders wanted him to overturn the oppression that they felt. They wanted him to bring about peace in a violent way. Jesus was so counterculture that his message involved all people. It involved inclusion and it involved peace. Friends, if you hear nothing else this morning, just hear this. Following Jesus always leads you towards peace. Because of his work on the cross, we have a choice to receive salvation and be indwelled by the Holy Spirit. This grants you peace. Not only do we have that peace that comes when we have that assurance of salvation, but we also have peace of mind knowing that God one day will heal this broken world and he will come again. See, restoration, reconciliation was at the heart of Jesus. And Jesus was going to accomplish that only through peace. You can have peace with others. We can put aside our differences because we belong to the same family. We have the same purpose. We want to let others know about the peace of Christ. I want to spend a few minutes talking to you about peace because our mind struggles with peace. Sometimes we think peace is just simply, if we sweep it under the carpet, we have peace. Or if I don't say that thing to that family member, then we'll have peace. Or if I just keep it all hidden inside of me, then we actually have peace with one another. That's not peace. The Hebrew word for for peace is shalom. It goes way beyond fighting with others or peace as you know it. Shalom is in essence how things are meant to be. Shalom here on earth is 
a little taste of heaven. The peace of God, shalom, allows us to look at others through heaven's eyes and helps guide the world to see that God's not here yet, but we're passionate about following him. Shalom is, is one of the key words for, and images for salvation in the Bible. The Hebrew word refers most commonly to a person being uninjured, safe, whole, and of sound judgment. In the New Testament, shalom is revealed as the reconciliation of all things to God through the work of Christ. I love this in Colossians. Lisa's going to show it on the screen. Colossians 1 verse 19 and 20 says this, God was pleased through Christ to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making what? Peace through Christ's blood that was shed on the cross. You see, shalom, peace, the candle we lit today, shalom, is experienced in multidimensional, complete well-being. Think, friends, for a second. It's the physical, the psychological, the social, the spiritual, all of those things flow from one's right relationship with, with God and with others. Peace from God, shalom, always allows us to trust in God's promises. Shalom, peace, actually appears somewhere between 200 to 350 times in the Bible. Last week, and we can all look at the candles, Steve talked to us about the hope that's found at Christmas. There's actually a great progression that happens. The candle of hope for Advent assures us that God will fulfill the prophecies that were declared in the Old Testament about Jesus. Hope doesn't disappoint us. But coming out of hope is peace. Romans 5 says this, Home, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Just like the prophets in the Old Testament, you and I this Christmas hope for a Savior, for a Messiah to save us from all the sin that's in this world. We anticipate our Savior's arrival. But the good thing is you and I don't have to wait because Jesus has already come. I want you to go back to Luke chapter 2 for a second. Before we talk about peace inside of us and then peace with others, that I want Luke chapter 2, the interesting thing this week for me was, there's a progression even in Luke chapter 2. It, it went from one angel or a group of angels to suddenly it was being proclaimed by the heavenly hosts. All of them proclaim praise to God and that there's peace that's being brought about. The angels proclaimed peace on earth when the baby Jesus was born. Today, you might be like me where you wonder, is there ever peace? Can my life ever have shalom in it? Well, let's talk about that first one, inner peace. Okay, so inner peace. Inner peace always begins with a relationship with God. It continues as we focus on His strength and trust to fill us. We can exchange our weakness our frailty for his strength in any area of life. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says this, 
You, God, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is focused on you because he trusts in you. Maybe you need to personalize that verse with your name on it. God will keep Matt in perfect peace. Shalom. As Matt's mind focuses on him and trusts in him. See, inner peace always hinges on the depth of our trust in God. If inner peace is eluding you these days and maybe anxiety is starting to to spill over into your life, I want you to choose with me to trust God. That's a hard one. We can choose to put our hand in His. We can choose to draw upon His patience and wisdom. God promises that He will guide us through those blind corners. That following Jesus always will lead to inner peace. Choosing not to trust in Jesus always takes us down the road of stress and worry. Inner peace is always there for the choosing. But friends, there's a problem, and that's us. The problem that humanity suffers is the problem of sin. Unfortunately for us, ever since the fruit of the tree was tasted in the Garden of Eden, we have been at war with God. Sin is what separates us from God. He is holy and we're not. 1 John 1.8 says, If any of us think that we're without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. In Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Not some. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we have this problem. The problem is magnified that by the fact that there's no sacrifice that's great enough to take care of covering our sins. Since God is holy, God can't tolerate sin, so how do we remove the sin to be acceptable to God? This is the point of the Christmas story. This is the point where the birth of Jesus heralds an opportunity for peace inside of us. Through his birth, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, Jesus is the sacrifice. You and I no longer have to worry about how to gain access to God or how do we get that elusive peace in our life because Jesus provides the access. God loved us so much that if we just read from Genesis 3 all the way to Matthew 2 where the birth of Jesus happens, we see that there's a God who's a rescuer, a restorer, a reconciler. The sacrifice is here for you to accept and receive. Just like any gift, you have to actually open it. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we are immediately at peace with God. We become his child. We're adopted into his family. We learn and we grow together. Just like clay is molded into the person, into the thing that that person wants it to be. Our ultimate shape or look will be like Jesus. Shalom. Our attitude and actions are like his. Shalom. When we're at peace with God through Jesus, His Son, we no longer need to run around looking for that missing peace to our lives. Jesus always fills that vacuum. Richard Foster, in his book, 
Money, Sex, and Power, a great title, said that all of those things that we chase after are attempts at us just trying to find peace and joy. Peace and joy is only found in Jesus. To be honest, one of the reasons that I think Jesus came as a baby is babies always bring peace and joy into a room. God brings peace to our lives by assuring us that we're actually worthwhile. We're valuable enough to merit his love. We're valuable enough that his son would die for us. He assures us that he no longer remembers our sin. He takes away our guilt and shame. He gives us peace. If you're running from peace, maybe you're just running from your past. You need to look at who you are through the eyes of God and face the day with presence and the power He gives us. I want you to look back at Luke chapter 2, verse 14. It was an interesting week for me when I read this. It seems like the Christmas story we've heard so many times that we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I know the story. I even have the nativity characters that I can move around at home. Luke 2, 14, it says... Peace to men on who God's favor rests. There's a huge difference between the two. God's peace is only available to people on whom his favor rests. I needed to ask myself this this week. Matt, are you in God's favor? How do we know God's favor actually rests on us? If we have a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship then you have the availability of peace because it's through Him and only Him that peace is available. Look at these two verses. Isaiah 53 verse 4 says this, But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that Jesus faced has brought us peace. And by His wounds we are healed. Ephesians 2 14, For He Himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier. He divided the wall of hostility. He abolished the flesh, the law that was the flesh with its commandments and regulations, that constant effort. His purpose was to create himself one new man out of two, thus making peace, in verse 16, and in this body to reconcile both to them, to God through the cross. By which, he, by which he put to death their hostility. We cannot find peace anywhere else this Christmas, no matter how hard you try. It's one of the reasons why the world is in the shape it is today. Well, let's talk about the second one, peace with others or shalom with others. Matthew 5 verse 9 says this, Picture Jesus sitting on the hillside with his newly recruited disciples. Blessed are the peacemakers, the shalom makers, for they will be called children of God. You see, peace with others begins as we understand what God calls us to be, which is shalom makers in our world. Is there somewhere in our world this Christmas where you need to be a peacemaker, you need to be a shalom maker? Is there an invitation that needs to be extended to smooth over a fractured family relationship? 
Is there an apology that needs to be made or silence that needs to be broken that has stood as a barrier for way too long? Don't miss the blessing that God promises in your life as you respond to be a peacemaker, a shalom maker in your own circle. I firmly believe that we can help bring peace to our world one heart at a time. For some of you, the Bibles that you're reading from this morning is the King James Version. The the King James Version says these familiar words, which many of us grew up on, peace to all men. We also find the same phrase in verse 10 referring to joy. It seems like the translators use joy and peace interchangeably. Just as we know that all people do not have joy, we know that all people don't have peace in their life. But friends, God gives us the ability to be at peace with others. Our peace doesn't rely on outer circumstances or on other people. It always is on the abiding presence of Jesus. Crazy things Jesus has told us. He told us to love our enemies. He told us to pray for our enemies. He told us to go the extra mile. And he said this, do good to those who hate and despise you. You and I have been blessed. We've been given with a proactive peace that sends us forth as peacemakers, shalom makers to a hostile world. We are not guaranteed by love for all, but we are to offer God's love to all by our words and deeds. You see, peace with others comes when we accept and abide in Christ. We start to do the things that he calls us to. Today, you and I can take refuge with the words from John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave you. My peace, Jesus, I give you. I don't give to you gifts as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Through God's Holy Spirit, you and I experience this peace which transcends all understanding and guards our hearts and minds. But friends, this Christmas, God is not asking us just to sit back and indulge in peace. He calls us to work alongside the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to restore God's shalom, God's peace here on earth. Some questions you maybe need to consider about peace with others. Where in your relationships are you experiencing unbroken tensions or unresolved conflict? If the conflict has, been, has gone unresolved for some time, what has prevented you from initiating reconciliation? Reconcil- recognizing that sometimes reconciliation isn't possible. Can you say that as far as it depends on you, you are living at peace with everyone in your life? Resolving conflict does not always mean that we get vindication or validation for every way that we feel we were wronged. What would it take for you to let go of a past wrong? Even if it's never acknowledged by the other party, can you forgive even if there's no apology? The Bible says this, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. 
On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Is there someone in your life who is constantly and deliberately destroying the peace in your relationship? Can I challenge you this Christmas? Can you repay them with blessing? How can you respond as a shalom maker even if their behavior doesn't change? And so, as we reflect on God's peace this Advent season, more importantly, we're reminded of our role to actively make peace as we await the fullness of God's shalom for when He comes back again. Friends, how can you help usher in God's shalom, God's peace this Christmas season? Maybe you just need to set aside extra time for some personal devotions. Maybe you just need to help a busy or overburdened friend. Maybe you need to provide a meal for a family facing the anxiety of hunger. Advent, the next weeks, are the perfect time to commit to pursuing peace in your life. And that to the greater world as we look forward to a real time of shalom. To make the most of Advent this week, join me in praying this prayer from St. Francis of Assisi. It's on the screen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, let me be light. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Then he prayed these words, Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled, but to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love with all my heart. Let me pray. God, if I said anything that wasn't of you, take it from my friends' minds. If you used me in a small way to encourage my friends, make it about the Holy Spirit. That'll prompt, guide, and lead. Thank you for this season of Advent. May we not just walk through a routine of Christmas. May we be shalom makers to a world that right now desperately needs it. We love and adore you. We ask all this in your name. Amen.